0: This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Say, 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 say. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the main event. Let's get ready to scale agile. Come on, dad. Let's go get him, dad. Come on, dad. You've been working really hard. You've been working out every day. You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the when ring. I say get it's him, more. Dad. Last is more. is more. is more. Mom, you get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. Ron Quartel and Alan Daly in the studio to talk about fast, agile.
1: My name is Alan Daly, um, I've been an Agile coach for uh, more than a decade now, um, used to be a software engineer the like that. Um, I, I discovered that the human side, the relationship side of technological creativity is really the place where my passion lies and becoming an Agile coach is how I have been able to live that uh, and apply that passion in my life. company I worked at as an agile coach got purchased and we had a regional gathering we call it because the company has a large annual gathering but then we have these smaller regional gatherings and here's this guy Ron who I just met a little bit ago and we're at this facility it was like a yacht club in Silicon Valley Mm, somewhere Redwood City or something like that anyway so we're like breaking out into different sessions because we're doing like a mini open space. Mm-hmm. And, and Ron says, well, I'm going to explain this idea of fast agile. And as I recall, I was the only one with you. Yeah. Um, everybody else was doing it was other still things, an idea, talking yeah. about something. Yeah, it was still yeah, an, was idea. Still an and idea. so, yeah. so we just filled up, I, I can't remember if it was a whiteboard or easel sheets, but, yeah. but you d- diagrammed it for me yeah. and explained it to me. And I was like, well, this is cool. And so from my background, right, at that time I was not SAFE trained, but I am a SAFE certified consultant and Scrum isn't really strong in my background and some of the other more traditional frameworks and so on, Kanban and whatever, but OpenSpace I'd already experienced and so it just kind of clicked with me to like, wow, well, use OpenSpace in development. Um, so the right
2: so, people showed
0: up.
1: Yeah, we spent like an hour, <laughs> just the two of us kind of fleshing it the out right and banging ideas around. Um, to hear more about it. Yeah. and
0: You were a panel of two? Or we were just yeah. two of us. Yeah.
1: Just two of us in yeah, this I'd little session that. in the corner. Yeah. That's but right. that's, that's when you christened me the first uh, fast, that's certified right. coach. I gave you the <laughs> 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 Which, of course, yeah. is just, hey, Alan, it's you again. It's you now. Yeah. But that was really fun. And so um, I enjoyed Ron's collaborative nature of like saying I have this idea let's talk about and that's part of one of the things kind of from afar because I personally have not applied fast in my coaching practice yet Um, but kind of from afar I've been watching Ron even as Ron left that company and did his own thing and done other things watch this fast agile kind of emerge and Mm -hmm. grow and evolve into something that's
0: that's nice and has some good clarity about it Mm -hmm. so it's exciting cool yeah. you know it, it, when you were at the at the other at the client mm-hmm. how many other people were you, were you working with other coaches or was there a little bit of struggle to get them on board with trying something really different
2: the other coaches or the people
0: uh well i was starting <laughs> with coaches first and yeah because the, because um, they're probably used to doing something and that's something they that were going to be fast
2: yeah um and there were no other coaches um so that made it easier and that was kind of on purpose so well there wasn't there weren't other coaches so it kind of started before we started down this experiment um i actually i actually joined the company as a developer and we were looking to recruit a scrum master and i said to my boss hey can i help with this recruitment of the scrum master because if you get that position wrong the whole Agile flavor is going to go weird and I've got Agile background. So I'd actually stepped out of Agile oh, coaching at a okay. moment. <laughs> um, and he said, sure. Um, so, you know, we started recruiting and I couldn't find anyone that uh, was really of uh, the, the right mindset I was looking for. So we ended up um, recruiting internally. So I found a gal who, who was interested, a lady I need to better at my language a lady that was interested in in um in that position and was very coachable and like great you're perfect <laughs> so, so um yeah so i did have help oh. but um and and that was when we at that point not long after that we we decided to not do scrum and in fact try this this experiment so that was kind of perfect um so at its largest, like, we've got two tribes. I was, the, uh, I was the sole coach. And I think that was one of the... That's on purpose. I, I removed the Scrum Master role um, because partially from my extreme programming background where we never had a Scrum Master. So I had 10 years in extreme programming before I even kind of really worked in a Scrum environment. And so I was shielded from lots of things. Like, I didn't know what a tester was. I'm like, What's, what does a tester do? And they told me, I'm like, you're kidding me. That's a job. Like, right. <laughs> like, Don't the developers like, do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, that's. I used to do that, but that was part of my my development job. <laughs> so I've since learned that testers. I, I've got a new respect for them. But yeah, the, so there was a lot of things there I'm like, oh, I'm I'm more comfortable with the the development tribe kind of owning that. So um, yeah, there is no no scrum master role So that that made that easier. But it also made it. I also think it, it creates a challenge. It certainly did within Primera because it's uh, when you when you disrupt and fast agile is is a disruption. Um, it's not like people rush up to you and go, "Yay, thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> for disrupting us." Yeah, it doesn't. I found out things don't work that way. <laughs> you actually you actually create uh, some enmity as well. So there's a lot of people that that they, they don't want to know about fast, and they think, why are you doing this? This other stuff's way better.
0: Uh, mm. So this is happening within that, uh, in that client site?
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it still happens today. Like Fast is very in very early days, and, and it's not right for everyone. And and I'll say that from the beginning. I'm like, if you don't like it, don't do it. I think it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, yeah. So
0: yeah, because well, at other clients, there's sometimes people have their favorite framework, and if you're not happen to be using their framework, it, it's sort of like what. I know the company brought you into this position, but, you know, there's all these other choices.
2: And right. Things. And I've just paid a lot of money to get certified in this other thing, and yeah. it's on my LinkedIn profile, and I need to practice it to make sure I get better at it. So there's lots of reasons that, you know, people will choose it. And
1: right. And, and there's there's systemic, the,
2: the company reasons, too. Yeah. I've been
1: at clients that wanted to use SAFE even though all of their trains were two or three teams, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, well, why do you want to have to,
2: all that.
1: this overhead? I mean, yeah. I've seen SAFE work well, but at this company, I was like, well, SAFE isn't for you. No, no, we want SAFE because we want to be consistent. We want to, yeah. have, we want to have a chosen framework that the company will use throughout, okay. and SAFE yeah. is the one. Yeah, yeah. And so you, know, you just kind of struggle as a coach to apply mm-hmm. something that feels not quite a fit. Mm-hmm. There's some benefit to them for that, but you know, I would have rather used something more homegrown or, or whatever yeah. or even fast
0: right? yeah. Yeah, there's that cognitive bias towards we have to pick a standard and that's the most important thing that we care about right now <laughs> whether it's a good fit or not that's, well, at least we have a standard
1: <laughs> there, there, so there's a concept that some people that, that's hard for many people to understand is that in software development economies of flow are more valuable than economies of scale yes and large so, companies, so so so. sometimes yeah. sometimes saying how do we scale this? That's the
2: wrong yeah. question. Right. It's how do we flow this? How do we make our flow better? Right. right. And large companies struggle with that because they've been so focused on uh, efficiency for so long that that's their natural that's their natural response. So something like, hey, we standardize on our agile process. Is, is is sensible to them, right? Yes. They go, well, that makes more sense because then we can move coaches between people, yeah. and, and everybody knows what's going move. on, and and, all that. and you know, and when you look at the problem that way, you're right. But then, then the other, the other way of looking at it, and this is where you put your agile hat on, you go, well, flow, flow makes a lot more sense because that means we can respond to our customers. What's more important, our customers, or our internal <coughs> policies and bureaucracy? Right, so I think that's the, that's the big turning point. Like when you put your customers first, then your your uh, processes should match that. Like how 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 reactive is our process? How lightweight and reactive is it? Um, versus our our process is so bogged down, it can't change because of our internal bureaucracy.
1: Yeah, so um, fast agile is one of those things to me that um, is. Uh, it's kind of fresh and I can think back on different engagements I've had where it would have fit nicely would Mm -hmm. have fit well Mm -hmm. Um, and and so that's I think that's what's needed is to help people have different choices where Mm -hmm. they can focus on value and Mm -hmm. flow Mm -hmm. instead of um, output
2: right Mm -hmm. how many codes
1: lines of code did we write and how many stories did we test well those can be interesting metrics, but did you measure the value? Right? Yeah. And fast is like every two days, here's some value. Is it valuable? Is it as valuable as we thought? Well, maybe not. Well, okay, so what do we change in the next two days so that mm-hmm. it's more valuable?
2: Um, so that's you don't exciting. have to do two days, but the, the the emphasis is on try and find the shortest possible. Mm. We we found two days worked. Mm. Um, and, and so... This, this, there's aspects of fast Agile that haven't been tested yet. So, like, one theory is, what's the largest size tribe? My theory is 150 people, because that's Dunbar's number. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, which which fits safe. Also safe says
2: the uh, uh, as, as, Agile to, release train yeah, is going to be around 150. Yeah. And so there's a lot of research that's been yeah. done into that. And, and uh, I like Al Gore. Uh, Al Gore. Gore Tech. um uh, the, the company Gore, Gore Tex, mm-hmm. so yeah, Gore Tex is the product, and Gore is the company. Anyway, so they, they found that 150 is this scale number, but if if your tribe is 150, like, c- could I still do two day iterations? I don't know. Maybe you might need longer iterations. Right? It's it's a theory, yeah, but the idea is go discover it, like go play.
0: So, if we're doing two day iterations. And the team size is tribe size. size tribe size is one hundred and fifty for yeah. one tribe. Is possible. Um, then that implies are they are integrating every an integrated product in two days. So,
2: so uh, we're delivering value every two days, um, and ideally, um, that value. If that value is software, then that software is integrated continuously right yeah so all of the, the the agile practices like the more you do them the easier it's it's going to make fast work for you mm. yeah so DevOps continuous <coughs> integration continuous delivery um, feature toggles right because if I'm Pushing code out every two days. I, I don't necessarily need it to go into production, but I want it, the ability to, to push into production at any given point. So all of, all of these like modern agile practices, um, absolutely. And thats I think that's part of the beauty of Fast is because it's going to push you more in that direction. Mm. Um, if you're giving a demo every two days... Go, yeah, and this is in production now, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, or are you like, you're watching yeah. about
0: five minutes <laughs> yeah. or something like that?
2: And, and uh, here's an example of the difference to, to Scrum. So, if, if, when I say a demo every two days, um, if you've got 150 people in your tribe and you're doing, we call it show and tell, the, the end of the iteration. If you're, if you're giving show and tell, the goal of the show and tell isn't sign off. It isn't to to do a demonstration. It's to, to keep the rest of the tribe in sync. So what what information do I have to share with them? So it's more akin to a stand-up. What information do I have to give the rest of the tribe so they know the current state of the system? What's the delta that I've moved the system forward? Um, if you're going to give a demo, there's extra points, but you've got to make it really quick and really snappy. So if, an example is if... if, if my swarm was working on uh we were fixing some log format right i'm not going to pull up a screen and go here's the old log format here's the new log for- the, the time stamp can you see it's different now mm. that doesn't how does that help anyone right and i'm doing it just to sh- to show that i've done work mm-hmm. whereas i can get up and say mm-hmm. yeah we fixed the time stamp right in the log format right. And that's enough information for everyone to go, oh, that's what value they did.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You're not looking, well, I mean, unless there's the ops guy who says, oh, you know, we're going to just set into Splunk and we care about that timestamp a little bit more, show me. You know, they could ask or poll, but you don't have to assume that everybody cares about every piece of value because sometimes, how do I say, what you change is technical facing versus business facing. And right.
2: If your stakeholders are mostly business people, they probably... Well, uh, so the show-and-tell is for the tribe. So I'm keeping the tribe in sync, right? right. Now, um, uh, if I've got something that I want a stakeholder business person to look at, then that's part of the work. So I would go into that iteration going, hey, when we get to this point, let's get get the stakeholder over. Hey, stakeholder, come check this out. What do you think of this? This is great. Can we call this done? Yeah, that's done. All right, cool. Done. So that's how we close out work items: is when they're when they're done, uh-huh. then that's when we close them out. And then we we'll, we'll, then we'll do a demo, like a deep deeper demo. That's part of the work, versus part of the. So can you see the switch so you in broke thinking? the transactional
0: steps that are yeah. that are like, oh, this is that event yeah. that we're going to build up maybe a queue of things to get feedback on, mm-hmm. and say no, you get feedback as you as you do it.
1: Yeah, it, 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 there's the hang, there's a hang up in Scrum, for example. Yeah, where yes. people say that. A, a sprint demo is when the product owner signs sign off, off right? yeah. Yeah. and I have to constantly coach teams. It's like no, the product owner should know it's done the moment that it's, that it's done. done.
2: You don't have to. Yeah, they
1: should go into the demo. The product owner should go into the demo already knowing right. exactly what is done, right, uh, and what is not done. Yeah. And so, in this fast agile fashion, we're trying to emphasize that mm. even mm. more that it's not it's not a sign off thing. It's a we're just showing off what happened in the last two days. Huh. Mm. And the the yep. product director, as it's called in Fast Agile, already knows mm. yep. these things. Mm.
0: Next episode, we'll hear more from Alan Daly and Ron Cortell about Fast Agile. Why, why do you yeah. think it's risky to use Fast Agile?
2: Um, I don't think it is risky. Um, but it's viewed as it's not traditional so it's not even agile traditional if we could say right. that agile
1: has a tradition
0: yet
2: no, yes So I'd called mainstream. mainstream it's not mainstream it's not mainstream right yeah. it's not mainstream agile right so mainstream yeah. um, it's pretty easy so uh, I've, I've applied for I've recently started a new job and in, in my job applications I have applied for um, agile coaching positions and and I got turned down at parish rolls before even making it past the HR department. So, and because I'm I'm pushing a boundary, right? And they go, we don't we don't want this guy here. <laughs> yeah, that's too big of a boundary. <laughs> yeah, do you see what I mean.